0: everybody and welcome to another episode of the Couples Develop podcast. This is Bridget as always and I'm a marriage and family therapy graduate student and I'm here with my boyfriend Justin who's a financial planner and we are so excited that you're joining us again to talk about things that help us lead exceptional lives and relationships. So welcome.
1: Welcome everybody.
0: All right. We have a couple of just fun topics, fun in my opinion, to chat about. Um, where should we start first, Justin? Well,
1: uh, would you want to give an update, Bridget, to kind of what, what's going on in, in your world at this time and, and our relationship
0: then? We'll start there. So we will start there. So unfortunately, my dad, um, found out that he, um, tested positive for COVID last week. Um, so our family has kind of just been, Uh, Quarantining obviously, and just um, doing our best to maintain distance in our own house while also recognizing that, you know, since we all live together, of course, we're probably um, going to get it at some point. So just trying our best to quarantine and stay safe and um, stay away from people and, you know, our jobs and social activities until we're all healthy and can resume them at that point. And then also just trying to um, stay connected with Justin and have different virtual dates that keep things exciting. And uh, doing what all of us can in my family to you know maintain our our relationships and our jobs and things like that uh, virtually. So that's where we're at.
1: The relationship gods are throwing curveballs with. the we of, of uh, Bridge and I don't live together, uh, and we. Have not seen each other for a little bit of time here, and depending on what the outcome is for uh, how long it takes for that, the test here could be a little bit, but we're trying to keep things fresh,
0: fresh, and exciting, and spicy, and all that good stuff. So it's definitely a curveball, but I think I feel a lot more like I remember when. There was a time earlier in this pandemic that um, I have a brother who traveled uh, to a different state sort of in the beginning of everything with COVID. So Justin and I, um, you know, stayed away, quarantined from each other just to play it safe with my brother returning, just to make sure he didn't have any symptoms um, for about two weeks. And I, I feel personally that, you know, this time around, even though it's not ideal, obviously, I would never, you know, you would never want to have to quarantine from your partner and not see them, I feel a lot more confident going into this quarantine i feel like maybe confident isn't the right word but i guess just prepared or like oh like this is viewing it as an opportunity rather than focusing on um the challenging parts of it
1: right right and i have a quick funny story that i was uh, speaking with my sister and who's married and she was like oh i wonder you know, if my husband were to get the the virus, if I'll make him sleep in the basement or something. So, and then he's like, what? I'm not sleeping in the basement. So it created some good, good dialogue about where someone would sleep if someone tested positive. But that's not the topic for today's show. What were some of the things you wanted to talk about, Bridget?
0: <laughs> that's a good point, though. I mean, to just kind of like recognize that when you live with people and if someone tests positive, of course, it's likely you're going to get it. So, like, what do you do to, you know, stay as safe as possible? Uh, definitely a unique, unique challenge. Um, but, I mean, yeah. We, do you want to start off by sort of chatting about just how, like, our our social distancing and, like, our virtual dates, what we've been doing, how that's been going? Yeah. How about, let's take it a step, rewind
1: the clock a little bit here uh, before we had to kind of socially distance that we were visiting a, uh, my mother's hometown and which is near uh, the Mississippi river. And it was a unique and good opportunity. This was bef- before we had to socially distance, but we were able Bridget and I to do some fun couples development, no pun intended uh, with the podcast name, uh, just activities. And one of them being, we were able to play tennis together on the same team versus my brother and dad, which this was, I think outside of softball, the first time that Bridget and I were actually like kind of like on the same team and our results were directly against someone else. And both Bridget and I talked about how fun and rewarding that was to just work together as a team, just because like there were definite times where I made some mistakes in terms of playing tennis and everything but of of realizing that each of us were kind of having an impact on what the overall score was and the game and and Bridget will probably say I'm very competitive so the score of beating my brother and dad was very important to me it was very important
0: but it's a nice it's a healthy type of competition and I feel like I am a very I'm typically not a very competitive person, but I have noticed the more I've dated Justin just gotten to know you. And um, when we do do like competitive activities together, I find that your competitiveness also rubs off on me in a healthy way, which is fun because then it just, it gets you excited and passionate about something. And I think too, like, especially just Justin and I have talked on and on, on and off about like the importance of, um, just like, you know, play and like rest and like fun activities to take your mind off things, especially in, you know, what's been going on in 2020. So to be able to really like get into a tennis game and be really excited about it, I found that for myself, it kind of, even though it it is of course a game at the end of the day, it, it does a good job of just sort of taking your mind off things and allowing you to, to disconnect and focus on something else.
1: Well said. And I know that it was a, we talked about, let's put it this way. At the end of the game, we lost by one. I kind of blew it. We were up a couple of sets, but we lost, but it brought us closer together. And so relaying this to you, that again, as we've always been talking about, what are some of the activities that can bring both of you together to where it's both of you versus the world uh, rather than you versus each other. And and so I really enjoyed that. And I, I'll, I'll say, too, one of the things I really liked as a way of us bringing together is one of the things that works really well for us is we kind of have built in that every three months or so, uh, we have a time to where we just have a discussion as to exactly what's kind of going on in our relationship. What do we like? What could we change? No topic is off limits. Uh, and to just have a full, just not to have a, a agenda per se of what to talk about, but just those, a, a check-in of like, how are we doing? Do we feel that we're uh, closer now than we were a couple of weeks ago or months or what can we be doing differently? And, and that we've really enjoyed that. So we were going to, Uh, as I shared my mother's hometown, and it was a three hour drive. And I will say, just having three hours of uninterrupted time, without having to feel like, oh, we're on a date or something, being in the car is actually a great way of of being able to just have meaningful conversation with your significant other.
0: I agree. Yeah. And it was something that I mean, I feel like it's It was exciting to me that, um, I don't know if I mentioned this to Justin before or not, but just like going into that conversation, like I felt really excited to have that, you know, Justin said every three months or so, we kind of um, have a discussion like this. And I found myself feeling really excited to talk about all the things we're going to talk about. So I think that's really important too, because um, just the fact, just knowing going into it that, you know, we're seeking to understand and knowing that no topic is off limits, that's what made me really feel really excited to have that conversation because I just knew that we were gonna sort of yeah like like have it have a discussion about things and not that and and just work towards preventing things from building up or or things from or feeling from feeling like we the topics are off limit off limits so I think that the more those conversations for me really help because I I always feel closer with Justin after them And it's kind of nice to have, like Justin was saying, a check-in to just kind of say, are we on track? What's going well? What are some things we might want to change or things we have questions about? Um, And I always feel so much closer with them after those conversations. And I always feel like I leave those conversations feeling like I'm able to just be feeling, I guess, refreshed and being like authentic and vulnerable in our relationship. Well,
1: yeah. And and to give an example, kind of (laughs) like some of the things we talk about, like, I know Bridget says sometimes with their clients, they'll be like, well, we feel that we can't bring up a certain topic because they'll get mad or, or something like that, that the goal of why we have these conversations at kind of a planned time is so that if there is something that's bugging someone that it's their opportunity to express that. Cause ultimately uh, relationships are more fun when everyone's having fun rather when, rather than with resentment building up and so uh, like one example I know I, I shared with Bridget was one of the things I said so I would appreciate if going forward one of the questions that Bridget and I typically talk in the morning every day is you asked me how I slept and I don't like that I re- I expressed to her I guess I realized I don't like that question because if I sleep bad, I don't want to get my day off thinking it's going to be a bad day because I didn't sleep well. So I was like, I just would appreciate if, 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 if that question wouldn't be asked because I think no matter how I sleep, my day is going to be good. So just a quick example of one of the things that we talked about of what you can maybe talk about with your significant other about in, in a fun way.
0: I totally agree. And I think that that's a really good example, because it's like, to me, like that was totally out of like, left field, just in the sense of like, I'm so glad he brought it up. And like, of course, you know, I would never, no one would ever, you know, want to say anything to their partner that, um, you know, just, they take a different way or, or starts the day off on a bad foot or whatever else. So like him bringing that up to me, I was like, Oh, my goodness, like, I'm so glad you shared that with me. And of course we'll change that. Cause of course I'm asking it from a standpoint of like, Oh, I care about you. I'm curious how you slept, but I can totally understand from his perspective that that's not, even though he knows that's my intention, that's not how it's landing for him. Um, and then it's kind of something where like in the, you know, and it's, it's not that we don't talk about things as like they, like if something, it's not like we hold it in all of our issues until three months and then talk about them. Then it's not that, but it just, you know, as things come up, of course, we're bringing them up, you know, as they happen in our relationship. But I think that the three-month check-in, like Justin was saying, kind of allows us to have an opportunity to, like, reflect. Where like, it's not like that was something that was really, like, pressing on him of, like, oh, my goodness, I need to talk to Bridget about this. I it, We need to have our three-month check-in. No, it was just upon reflection of, like, oh, what are things I want to talk with Bridget about? Oh, you know what? This isn't landing well with me. I'm going to talk with her about that.
1: Exactly. And again, I, if someone were to do it, I would just recommend that you can, in all honesty, my favorite thing was taking a car ride because it allows you, like if you're going somewhere on a trip or something like that, just uninterrupted time that, that generally there's no distractions other than just the road ahead of you. And so I, that would be my recommendation for how to have that type of conversation.
0: And you're trapped. There's no way to go. There's nowhere to go. So any conversation, the doors are locked. You just got to have it. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Insert spooky music with Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) If
0: you ever want to have a conversation with your significant other, just bring it up on a three hour car ride. I do think that that's a really good time to have it though. All, all jokes aside.
1: Well, good. Well, I want to share a quick, funny story with the listeners of we, we, We've been going back and forth here a little bit, going back to my mother's hometown that when we played tennis, my mother's hometown, we were staying in an Airbnb that's right on train tracks. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever slept in a new place, the first night you're going to bed, you kind of forget maybe the surroundings that you're in. And what happened was I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night due to a train horn uh, blaring right outside our door and I thought because I was dazed I was groggy I didn't really know where I was because it was my first night sleeping here I thought that a train was just going to come barging through uh, my bedroom and I started protecting myself as if oh here it comes here comes the train I better protect myself and thankfully Uh, The train didn't barge through the house and uh, take my life, but it was just Bridget saw me kind of clutching like this. Like, what are you doing? The train's coming. Protect (laughs) yourself. So
0: (laughs) it's very interesting. Just like, I don't even know, not a dream, just like a, a groggy middle of the night experience.
1: Instead of running away into a separate room, uh, how, how dazed I was, I was just in full acceptance mode that the train may come through the door and I wasn't really trying to run away from there. So long story short, if you are planning a trip somewhere and it's near train tracks, just be aware of waking up in the middle of night and thinking the train could be coming right through your door.
0: <laughs> I could totally see why that would happen for you, but I just, I never would have expected that.
1: Well, good. Well, so Bridget, do you want to chat about some of the the virtual dates that we've been doing? In full disclosure, I have a couple of dates that I have planned, but she doesn't know yet for how to make this time more enjoyable for us. So, I I look forward to hopefully another podcast episode we can uh, discuss some of those. But Bridget, w- what are some of the virtual dates you have been thinking of at this point for couples?
0: wow I am so excited for these uh surprise dates that are to come but um I think that it's been really fun to just think just to think really creatively and openly and like not feel like any idea is dumb or you know just boring or whatever else like when Justin and I were you know set you know come talking and saying all right yep I'm gonna quarantine for at least two weeks and you know, what are we gonna do for what are some ideas for virtual dates? I mean, he and I both just like went back and forth between like um things you might expect, but just I've um just things that can be that are really creative and can just make the time more fun, give you talking points. And so some of the things that we talked about and that we've done are um like playing board games or like I know there was one time like Justin found um A website for, like, Pictionary, where you could, like, play Pictionary online together, and then we Facetime during that. Um, There are, uh, we took, Justin found, like, virtual museum tours and, like, uh, zoo, like, live cams, um, both of which were really fun we found we talked about you know doing sort of you know different questions to each other anything from like funny would you rather to more like serious deep couples questions um things we haven't tried yet but I've heard people doing are like watching a movie together or like a tv show or um like cooking together and having well not together but cooking the same meal virtually and like doing that together and then sort of having like a virtual dinner date. Um, you know, I've heard of like sort of like themed dates where, you know, you you dress up or you um, have certain foods or put certain music on and just sort of have like a, a themed date, like a, you know, dress fancy or, you know, have like a Hawaiian themed night or, or Halloween or, you know, just something like that. And I think that all these ideas are, it's just fun to get creative with them. And I think I found especially like quarantining, it's always hard for me when um, I was talking about this the other day, like when people ask me, Oh, how, how are you? Like, you know, what did you do today? I always I don't mind that question. But I also kind of feel like, Oh, shoot, what did I do today? Like, I, I've been home all day, I feel like I don't have like too much to share. Um, Just partly because of, you know, like, I'm I personally, I'm, I don't feel very sick, but I sort of have like on and off symptoms. So it's like some days I have more energy than other days. So sometimes I'm doing some things a little bit more productively from home as as far as like work and my internship and other days I'm more just resting and so I think that having these theme dates do give you talking points that you're just you might sort of run out of things to talk about I guess or you know things might just not be as exciting just from my standpoint of quarantining where I'm in my house all day like I don't have a lot of things to talk about so some of these dates ideas can um give you some of those talking points
1: well said Bridget I think
0: I just went on like a five minute rambling speech about virtual dates
1: well everyone's (laughs) clapping with how with how well it went Uh, but you know I I mean it's a not ideal obviously and as we were talking about what we were going to talk about on the podcast today I said to Bridge, I was like, I don't even know, like I know we've been on these virtual dates and we've had these phone calls. I don't even know what we've talked about. And I the I could I can picture some people, maybe who aren't into like personal development and stuff like I'm not doing that or that sounds dumb. That sounds silly. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day it's not what you do, it's it's just the quality time of showing your partner that you care about them and you want to speak with them. Because at the end of the day, you know, as most conversations with your best friend, you typically end up on topics that you didn't even know that you could end up on or, or whatnot. And you're not going to remember. Oh yeah. At in the 10 minute mark, we spoke about elephants. And then at the 20 minute mark, we transitioned to the time where I I talked about preschool where this uh, goat, Ate my hair at the petting zoo, like. Uh, so, all yeah. for anyone who's like, "I the virtual dates sound dumb." I quality time is more important than what and how it's actually spent. But adding yes, a little spice and sizzle and trying to create some effort on there does make it good as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I think so too, and I think that. Um, Justin's so right that it's all about the quality time so whether that is you know doing something active an activity or doing something a little bit more creative on your dates or just having a FaceTime call and talking and connecting in that way I mean yeah it's absolutely all about the quality time I just think that being flexible and trying to be a little bit more creative in your dates kind of help to you know rather than think about like oh like if we weren't quarantining we would you know be going here or there or you know doing all these fun things together being able to you know sort of implement some of those fun activities virtually uh can help even though it's not a perfect substitute
1: well said Bridget well anything else or do you have any recommendations
0: um, I, my recommendation for this week is on the um topic of virtual dates. When Justin and I were each looking at different articles and different things to do, um we came across a ton of ideas and one of the ones that I, we both found was um it's called like the, I'll put the link in the show notes so you guys can look it up, but it was called The 36 Questions That Lead to Love and um essentially like a couple of uh researchers were just they interviewed, they did a study and they interviewed people and they found out, um, they found a list of 36 questions that uh, just tend to connect to people or, you know, just, just allow two people to be vulnerable with each other across a variety of different uh, topics and areas. And so we only got through one of the questions <laughs> so far, um, but they're fun. I mean, some of them are deep. Some of them are fun. Like the one that we talked about was Um, You know, if you could have any person, any famous person or any person in general um, over for dinner, who would it be? And so, again, just different topics that, you know, you maybe normally wouldn't talk about, but I think it allows you the opportunity to learn something more about your partner Um, in that way. So it was a list of 36 questions that I found on the New York Times website, and I will link that in the show notes. How about you? Yeah, and
1: we we actually went through some of those questions while exploring virtual museums together. So we were combining double, double dipping per se.
0: Or multitasking.
1: Oh yeah. That's what, yes.
0: (laughs) But it was, I thought they were very fun. So I look forward to going through them some more.
1: Well, good. Well, my only recommendation would be, you know, I'm sure I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but you know, how, seems like life goes by so quick and fast and how nice it is to just sometimes to take like a half hour and just do nothing, have no phone, have no uh, electronics, not be around anyone that can distract you and just have like a pen and paper with you just to write out all your thoughts, all your stresses, all the things of that's frustrating you, things that are going well, things that, that you're happy for, things that, you know, Five years from now, what would you regret not doing during this time? And I did that recently. And it it was just a great reminder to always build in time for that. Because to use an analogy, if like you feel like a hot air balloon, that in my experience, writing out all those things, all the thoughts that come to mind, I just feel like a feather afterwards. Very light and very free flowing, which uh, I would rather be like that than really tight and stiff. (laughs)
0: I, so important. No one wants to feel tight and stiff. I hear you. So important. I think it's amazing. Like when you just kind of allow yourself to have that brain dump or just sort of put it out on paper, just the relief you feel after.
1: Right. Well, that's everything that I had.
0: Yeah. Same, same here. I just, I guess one closing comment that I thought of Justin, just as you were talking was um, just an encouragement to—I uh, know it's something you hear all the time, but something a reflection I've had recently is just how important it is, especially in these times, to focus on gratitude. And that's something I was going to mention just with my current situation with my um, family quarantining, um, but I forgot to. was just that idea of, you know, you you have an option, you know, with these stressful situations, and of course, it's so important to acknowledge how hard they are and how difficult. Um, every person's individual stressors are, uh, but to also be able to say like, okay, you know what, like, we're quarantining like that, you know, means that we're sick. And we, um, you know, have to quarantine and stay away from our jobs and the people we love and all that stuff. That's really hard. But at the same time, you know, thank goodness that we have jobs we can do from home, thank goodness that we're able to recover at home and not in the hospital. Um, And that's something that I have found has been really helpful in this whole year is to just acknowledge how hard things are, but then also find something in the midst of it to be grateful for, and to not get so stuck in the difficulty of it, but to know, alright, I there's so much to be grateful for, and it'll be worse.
1: Well said, Bridget.
0: So, that's all. Thank you. That's all I have.
1: Okay, well, we will give you guys an update soon with another episode, and with other funny stories and date ideas and other ramblings that you love
0: all that you love and we love (laughs) so thanks so much for um listening again guys and i hope you all stay healthy and well and if you have any um listener questions or just comments we'd love to hear from you at couplesdevelop at gmail.com have a great week bye